Welcome back, guys, to The Degenerates. It is week nine. We are halfway, officially halfway through the season. I know, shed a little tear. Football is going to come to an end eventually. What? But before we uh, uh, kick this off, um, we didn't say it in our episode beforehand. Happy motherfucking birthday, dickheads. 247 years strong. Greatest fighting force in the fucking world. The Navy. Uh, the, the, the Navy, yes. Yes. Um, definitely not the Army. Um, you know, from what I understand, you know, for all of you who don't see, who only listen to this and don't see it in the background, we're clearly talking about the Marine Corps. Uh, but from what I understand, not being a veteran or military man myself, isn't the Marine Corps just a, you know, just a subsection of the Navy? You guys aren't even your own branch, from what I hear. Yeah, I mean, we're a department of the Navy because we use them to take us places because that's what we do. We get chauffeurs. That's your Uber? Yeah, that's our, that's our personal Uber driver. And then we got our, our baby brother in the Army to just follow us around if, if, we, if we need help. Come here, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, with with all the jokes aside, happy birthday, you motherfuckers. Semper Fi. Um, tomorrow is Veterans Day. So to all the vets out there, regardless of the branch, um, I'm not like some people on here who think, well, I do because our branch is the fucking greatest in the world. We don't need anybody to help us fight, win a battle. But uh, some people like to shit on the Marine Corps and I don't know, praise the army or the Navy or whatever. But regardless of that, happy veterans day to all you guys out there. I know in our league, we got a few, um, I wouldn't say, I mean, I mean, I think I'm the only vet cause I'm the only one out, but we do have some people that are still in. I know Melissa, uh, shout out to her who just got a promotion in the air force. Um, oh, shit, I didn't realize she was in the air force. Yeah. Melissa said, uh, almost 17 years strong in the air force. She's almost done with her time. I'm gonna have to talk more shit now. I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. She's, oh, yeah, yo. When you see her, you better salute, man. She a captain. Oh, yeah. You gotta watch that love. She a soul dog. She a soul dog. She's seen. She's seen some shit. No, I. Well, it, her being a captain in the Air Force, it makes sense why she has all of these advisors now. It all yeah. comes together. Yeah, she has all these these higher ups um, that that give her all her fantasy football knowledge. It all makes it's all coming together now. I, that's awesome, though. And and we do have. I mean, if I have to mention him, uh, Monkey Monkey is in the reserves. Yeah, we guess we guess. I mean, it's not veterans. I mean, he's not a veteran yet, so I guess we don't have to thank him for his service. But honestly, to all veterans. I know Veterans Day is tomorrow, but obviously to active service members as well. Thank you for your service, man. Yeah, thank you guys for everything everyone does. Um, honestly, I know we all joke between the branches and shit like that, and there's a lot of riffraff back and forth or whatever, but we all need each other. We all do it together. It's one family. It's one unit. So uh, happy Veterans Day. And again, Semper Fi 247. Happy birthday, dickheads. There you go. Now, moving on to week nine of fantasy football in the Degenerates League. We've had quite a week. Uh, right now, I mean, the best team for this week in the recap was blacklisted himself at 160.42. Uh, and the worst team, sorry, babe, Christy at 82.36. She caught that toilet bowl. Mm, 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 mm. 
some of the players of the week, I'm literally only going to mention two of them because that's all that fucking matters. Um, <laughs> Justin Fields decided to actually carry the Bears on his back. Um, 42.72 points. This man just set the NFL record for rushing yards by a QB in a single game. In a regular season game. I have seen that statistic go around, and I hate to defend Colin Kaepernick here, but Colin Kaepernick actually has the record in a game total. He had like 180-something yards in a playoff game. Right, he did that with the Niners, and I, I thought he had one crazy game when he when they did that Super Bowl run. NFC Championship against the Packers, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. In a regular season game, Justin Fields did set it, but I have, I did want to set the record straight because I have been seeing that screaming around Twitter and TikTok, and Justin Fields had a great game, but there is contact. Sorry, I hate to be that, like, well, actually kind of fucking dork, but... No, I mean, you're right, though. Like, it's not the all-time record, but in the regular season, yes, you are right. Um, and since people like to blackball Colin Kaepernick, at least someone gives him that little bit of shine. I got him. Um, and next up, we have Joe Mixon. God, motherfucking damn it. 50, I think I don't, I got to go back through through the receipts because I know we had some high-scoring players before, but 55.1, God damn. I've got feelings about this because of course i played nate who had fucking joe mixon and nate only beat me by like 40 points so uh, it was all mixon fuck you joe how's that sound all right like somebody tagged joe mixon in this like great good for you like that was actually awesome and fantastic but like personally i'm not gonna say you have to catch these hands because you beat the shit out of me but you know fuck you all the same how's that sound uh, most efficient, again, it was blacklisted with his 160.42. Uh, least efficient was uh, Frank Benny. He did score 127.6, but he was projected to score 150.6. So he was, he was short about 33 points. Um, highest points in a loss also went to Frank. Although he scored that 127, he did have to play blacklisted. So it sucks to suck. Yeah, I mean, even if he was perfect, he still would have lost. It, that's just one of those things where go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at least points in a win went to QA. He scored 106, but he didn't need that much to beat Christy. Obviously, she only scored 82.36. Yep, yep. Uh, biggest blowout. Obviously, Zach is not happy about it. Uh, Nate with the 142 over Zach's 104. Literally, it all came down to Joe Mixon. 38 points. If Joe Mixon has a regular game, maybe I lose. Fine. I'll even take the L on a regular Joe Mixon game. But I'm losing by, like, a point. Wait, Joe Mixon had 50. What am I supposed to do here? He literally, he, he, was, he was going for that Kamara record. Oh, my God. What was it? Uh, last year or the year before? Kamara went off for six touchdowns. Actually, it was the year before. It was the year I won the chip. That's the reason why I won the chip. Yeah, he went off the, for that six TDs. It was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was in our Super Bowl, and he had yeah six like two two uh, reception touchdowns and and four rushing touchdowns. Went fucking bonkers for like sixty something points. That was the last year I drafted Kamara too because he hasn't been the same since. True. Uh, narrowest W. I will take that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Even with no running backs now, thank you, thank you. Um, I know how Zach – I like it how Zach went no RBs in the draft. And I had, like, some solid fucking RBs. And then the fucking – by midway season, I'm the one with no fucking RBs. 
Yeah, well, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Devontae Adams having the game as best receiver in the league at 36.6 points for you. So he finally showed up after a trade who I, I originally drafted him. So he, he showed up big for you this week. I know. You gave me Adams. I gave you Henry. Henry's going off. Adams is the only production I get right now. True that. True and, that. And, and Melissa still trying. I know this is the last week for trades before the deadline's up, and Melissa's still gunning for Devontae Adams. But I'm sorry, Melissa. I, I mean, he's the only guy giving me points. And, and you're stacked already. You don't need him. Yeah, facts. Facts. Uh, so I'll take that narrowest victory, uh, 117 to 102 over Nick Lathoris, Nate's brother. Uh, uh, overachievers was blacklisted. He was projected 140. He scored 160. Just think about that. He played Frank Benny. Frank Benny, if he would have scored the 150 he had, and at least he didn't overachieve, Frank wins. Yeah. And again, the underachievers was Christine. She was projected 118, scored her 82. And if she yep. if she scored what she was supposed to score, if she had her projected score, she would have beat QA. Fantasy football, there is skill involved, but sometimes, as evident in a couple of situations, sometimes you can just go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that, that, as much skill as there is in this, it's also luck. And I want to bring up also, um, I know that the the sleeper app gave the most efficient award to Khaleesi, which he was, but we had two most efficient people. Um, Debo don't hurt me. Melissa also put up a perfect score. She was scheduled for uh, 146.82, or she she had 146.82 that she could have scored with all of her players, and she put up that exact amount. So we have two perfect scores on on teams this week. Yeah, and it's crazy because I I was looking at the because um, I'm in I'm in Monkey's league too. I'm I'm in his league and. Week nine for them, we had, if I'm correct, four or five people that overachieved and went well above. They, they were, we were all over 100%. And I would like to correct myself. There are three. B champs could also have scored a total of 104.18 and got 104.18. I have to say, you know, this is, the, I mean, outside of, like, uh, Frank only getting 84.7%, uh, monkey getting 88.9 everybody was above 90 i mean this was this was a hell of hell of a week for for efficiency and it's and it's getting harder and harder you're hitting the waiver wires it's fucking hard now like there's just nothing no one's giving in on nothing no the, minute, the minute some news breaks out it's just it's fucking mayhem See, and I thought I'd be slick because I work overnight. So I'm like, yeah, I get all the late night news. I, I thought the same matter. thing. Fuck me, it don't matter. Every B champs is over there living, you know, in fucking in Hawaii. So in the in the wee hours of the morning, I've got him at three o'clock in the morning, fucking making roster moves and shit. And it's like, go to sleep. Melissa, I'm thinking Melissa's taking her little cat nap. She's fucking up. Like I, I, same thing. We both work nights, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, you know, midnight, two o'clock in the morning. Let's make these moves, and then you just see every. Why, why is Frank Benny up? Well, why the fuck is Melissa up? Well, why is Brian up? Like, oh, sleep, you dumb bastards. Yeah, yeah seriously. Like, I'm trying to get the upper hand here, people. Come on now, I'm trying to take advantage of your bodily functions. <laughs> seriously, we, I, I, I invited all the people that apparently doesn't like to sleep at normal sleeping hours into this fucking league. For sure. 
I know Marcus works nights. He's always up during the wee hours. Blacklist is always up during the fucking wee hours. Like, God damn it, people. Do do anybody sleep? Yeah, this has got to be the most night hour league, night owl league on, on the entire sleeper app because this is uh, – all of the moves happen from, like, 1 a.m. to 4 a.m., no matter who it is. And it's like, God, come on now. <laughs> now give me a fucking break. You know what? I'm going to have to change the time – for the waiver wire to hit to sometime in the afternoon. At this point. <laughs> if it's not working to give us the advantage the other way, then I fuck. It's been 36 hours. That's why I'm wearing sunglasses. It's been 36 hours without sleep for me. You might as well just change it to the afternoon. I won't sleep even more. Fuck it. So let's get into some of these matchups. Um yeah. shit. Uh, I mean, do you want I'll, me to start I'll, with yours? Yeah, we'll start right off with mine. Um I played Nick with Thoris. I won 118.34 to 102.52. I'm still shocked of how I'm squeaking out W's. Every week, it is like pulling fucking teeth. I am shitting bricks, hoping that the one running back I have left in Miles Sanders does something for me. I'm plugging in guys like Chase Huntley and Chubber Hubbard and fucking Algier and trying anything possible as another running back. Um, but Devontae Adams and Joe Burrow has been holding me down. Um, people sleep on the on Donovan Peoples Jones. He's giving me solid twelve points every week, and I'm just waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back to see if he blows up. Yeah, man, you you just described your team absolutely perfectly, right? Joe Burrow giving you nineteen points out of twenty that he was supposed to. Miles Sanders giving you a little bit more with fifteen points over twelve. Um, Chase Huntley giving you just under what he was supposed to, three points out of five. Obviously, I'm rounding here, people. Um, and then Devontae Adams going off for 36 when he was only scheduled for 17, which is big. Could have Samuel giving you an extra little boost, 17 on his 11. Robert Tunyon giving you six, just under nine. But we've talked about this before. The tight end position is garbage. Um, you know, who who the fuck is this dude? Khalif Raymond? Uh, yeah, so so with the, with the Lions, uh, DJ Tark was still out. And Amon St. Brown's the only one in. Um, and then, uh, uh, the other Raymond they have was also out. So their, their depth chart of their second and third best receivers were out. So he's the number four. I mean, look, dude went three for three with 17 yards. So you, and that only nets just short of five points, but Hey, I mean, I love I'm getting positive points. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and it, any win is a win, right? Any points helping to win. Um, and, and I like this here. You, you had Denzel Mims as your second flex. And he only caught the one pass, which was big in in the game itself. Uh, but I like that little Homer flyer that you had there. That could have. I was, you know, with everything going on with Elijah Moore, um, which by the way, they now officially moved Elijah Moore to the slot. It's about fucking time. It's about time. How he hasn't been in this. I get Barrios, but anyway. Um, I just. I mean, why are you trying to keep him outside if you got Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis on the outside? You only move him outside if Corey Davis or Wilson gets hurt. So, like, right now, Corey Davis is out, probably um, comes back after this bye. You slip him back right into the fucking slot. Like, he's the perfect slot guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was hoping that Mims, you know, had one of those games he had the other week, you know, where he gets me that those eight to ten points. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't pan out, but I took that. I took that chance. You know, um, your kicker, McPherson, gets you five points. He missed the one field goal, but he was perfect on extra points. And that's what really killed you there. The Bengals didn't kick field goals. They just had extra points the entire time. So, uh, But then the Seahawks defense coming through for you for nine. 
Uh, on the flip side, Nick, uh, Lamar Jackson underproducing at 17 and a half points. Thank you, Lord, because it came down for this matchup. It came down to Lamar Jackson because he was the only player left for either of us to play. And I was up by 32 points. So I was like, if he scores 35 points, which Lamar Jackson could do that any mm-hmm. given fucking day, mm-hmm. I guess it's as, over. As, Saints as well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, surprisingly, I mean, he didn't have a bad, like, fo- that's the crazy thing about football and, and versus fantasy football. He didn't have a bad football game, but fantasy football-wise, 17 and a half points out of Lamar Jackson's a bad day. Um, this helped you out. Naheem Hines against the Jets. Um, yeah, I, I mean, one reception, or uh, one target, zero receptions. He just zero points. Um, A.J. Dillon, six points under producing. Drake London still not really hitting his stride at 3.3 points, and he had a fumble lost. Uh, Jalen Waddle doing just above what he's expected, 19 and a half. Um, Hunter Henry, 9 points. T. Higgins, 13. Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup things, 26.8 points. Um, Badgley at one point, his kicker. Vikings defense, 6 points. So everything that he had, you know, he didn't have anything on his bench. He's got like Daniel Jones on the bye, Chase Edmonds on the bye. I know that you had DVP on the bye as well, um, you know, on your bench. But both of you guys played the best roster you could. Um, and it just, it is what it is. The score is what it is. Hey, I'll take it. From starting the season 0-3 to going 3-3, and I'm 5-4 and right now. I'm technically, if the playoffs started right now, I am the sixth seed. Yep. Um, and, it, and honestly... I'm second in the division behind Monkey. If Monkey wow. has one bad game, or I would yeah. say two bad games consecutively, I take over that division because he does have me in the head-to-head. I do play him one more time later on in the season, but um, I can easily grab that buy from him. Yeah, man. And look, here's a little piece of fantasy advice that we can learn from next week. Stop playing players against the Jets' defense. Don't do that. There is a piece of fantasy advice. Talking about the number one defense in all of football. Anyway, That's a fact. Uh, who, on. Next? who we want to cover next? Moving on to the next one, we got Frank the Tank versus Blacklisted. Another, like we said earlier, Blacklisted was the uh, the winner this year of most efficient uh, player, 160.42. Frank's 127.60. Honestly, Frank plays anybody else, he only loses to like two or three people. Yeah. But it just so happens he plays Blacklisted. Yeah, blacklisted on a three-game uh, winning streak, and Frank on a three-game skid. Um, Frank over there, we'll start with the loser first. Frank's got uh, Kirk Cousins putting up 17 points. That's kind of about what you expect out of him. The one interception hurts, but I, I, Kirk is good for an interception here or there. Um, Kenyon drank balling out for him at almost 25 points, man. 24 carries, 93 yards, two tutties, two receptions for 16 yards. Hell of a day. I just want to say about Kenyon Drake, I have, because I'm also in Marcus's league. Right, right. And I played Marcus this week. If I would have played Kenyon Drake, I beat Marcus by three points. Really? Damn. I fucking lost. Damn. Because I didn't play Kenyon Drake. I mean, but Baltimore's running backs have just been a fucking crapshoot this year. And I mean, talking about running backs being a crapshoot, Frank's other running back, Tyler Algier. Almost doubling what he was supposed to produce at 13.3. Um, Tyreek Hill, 27.3. Jacoby Myers, um, only at 7.4. Uh, 
he's a good receiver for New England, but that whole quarterback situation. Um, Jets tight end Tyler Conklin, 1.7. Surprisingly, the Jets really haven't gone to their tight ends a lot. They picked up C.J. Ozama, um, Tyler Conklin, and then drafted this kid out of Rutgers. I mean, Conklin had he had his breakout game last week with his two touchdowns, but it's just so hit or miss with Zach Wilson because we're a run-heavy offense, too. We're trying to have Zach Wilson just game manage. So you don't really know what receiver is going to blow up. I mean, your best bet is Garrett Wilson right now, but you don't know who's going to get the ball or how it's going to pan out. But see, I don't hate the Tyler Conklin stream for this week against the Bills, at least going into the matchup, because you're trying to game manage. When you're having a game managing quarterback, who's the guy you go to? Either your running back or your tight end. Those are your safety valves. It wasn't a bad thought for the stream. It just didn't play out. Again, um, in Marcus's league, it pisses me off. So instead of playing Kenyon Drake, I put in Conklin. Uh, well, he almost in the game, he almost did have that one touchdown. It just sailed just a touch over his hands. Um, anyway, Juju Smith-Schuster, 18.8 points. He's that's, been breaking out the last couple weeks. I was about to say, that's starting to become a solid uh, gameplay now. Um, we'll see what uh, uh, who just got. Canaries Tony does over there. But so far, Juju's kind of become a solid producer. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, 2.8. Um, Myers, kicker for Seattle, 8 points. Bills defense, 6 points. Um, they were scheduled for 10, but, you know, the Jets do Jets things. Um, and then over to the winner, you know, we talked about uh, Justin Fields being one of the top producers, the top producer at quarterback, 42.72 points, man. Um, 17 out of 28 completions, 1 of 23 yards, 3 tutties, 1 two-point conversion, 15 carries, 178 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. What a fucking stat line. Go off, Justin Fields. Like we said in the in the episode before, the fact that he only rushed for 15 yard, uh, fifteen carries, but he got 100 and almost 80 fucking yards. Like, what are you doing on that that's, defense? That's over 10 yards a carry for those who ain't great at math. Um, then in his running back positions, we've got Damian Pierce, who is becoming RB1 in Houston and potentially rookie of, or offensive rookie of the year um, if Garrett Wilson didn't play football. Um, but he's got almost 14 points. Alvin Kamara just not existing in the football world at nine points. That's terrible. Uh, D-Hop, 13.6. That's a mad game. Chris Godwin, 10. He's feast or famine. Dallas Goddard went bonkers for 24 points, which out of a tight end is an insanity. Um, Adam Thielen, 9.7, kind of a mediocre game for him. Uh, Josh Palmer, 18.6, good game. Daniel Carlson, 8 points. And then the Ravens defense at 10. Um, he had a bunch of players on the bye. Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Pat Fryermuth. Um, so, I mean, he he was able to plug and play and get the win, man. A perfect win at that. Yeah, and, and that's that's the uh, that's probably one of the worst lineups Blacklist is going to put up. Because like you said, look who you just named was on the bye on his bench. Like, he has a squad. He has, yeah. I think, four uh, pretty much elite running backs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott and, um, and Nick Chubb were on the bye. And Damian Pierce is becoming elite fantasy-wise. Then, like I said, Justin Fields going off. You have... Dallas Goddard, who's one of the top producing tight ends, and then you have Pat Firemuth to back him up. He's got a, he's got quite the team over there. Uh, next up, we have the. I mean, I know you don't not gonna like it, but it's Nate versus the Murph, uh, one forty two to one hundred four point one. That just it just wasn't your day. I can't buy a fucking win, bro. 
I can't buy a fucking win. So I'll start with me. Uh, I got Jay Herbs, who I'm just fed up with this. I'm fed up with everybody on the Chargers at this fucking point. Um, 100%, man. Yeah, it's scheduled 21 and a half against Atlanta. This is a this is a fucking gorgeous matchup, and he gets 13 points against Atlanta. Kill the it, only man. benefit of the doubt I give to Justin Herbert is he's had Keenan Allen for one week in 10 weeks, and he's lost Mike Williams like three weeks ago. So, I mean, and he just got Palmer back. Like, he, he, he was trying his best with whatever receivers he had left over, but I had this guy win an MVP. Yeah, man. I, I, this is just – it's brutal. It's brutal. It's it's just killing me. Um, Derrick Henry at 23 and a half points. God, thank you for that. Uh, Raheem Mostert giving me a modest eight points. I, it's, I, I expect Raheem Mostert to be in your 10-point range, give or take like two or three. So I, I mean, Yeah, I don't know what Jeff Wilson's going to do for them so so far. So yeah. Moser is it is it is a and I I think Moser is a little bit better of a receiving back than Wilson. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, and I mean the problem is with Moser is he, he's extremely touchdown dependent. Like he has a touchdown in this game, but if he doesn't, he only gets 2.6 points. You know what I mean? And we can play the if ands or buts game all you want, but I, I mean he's going to be a touchdown dependent running back. Um, Stephon Diggs giving you 14, but against that Jets defense. I mean, you got to play Stephon Diggs, right? Like, that's the conundrum I was in. You have to play Stephon Diggs. But I, I mean, mean, he wasn't going to produce against the Jets' defense. According to people, uh, uh, Sauce Gardner isn't that great, and, and he hasn't really played any elite uh, wide receivers yet, and um, he gives up a lot of yards, according to some people. Um, so, uh, But I always say, what's the stats against Sauce Gardner? And stop looking at the stats in totality. Totality compared to all the DBs or whoever he's – because he's played some snaps against Reed, some snaps against Sauce, some yeah. was cover two or cover three. What was the mm-hmm. stat specifically against Gardner? And I think if I'm 100% right, which I, I'm, I am right, against Gardner, I think he only had the one catch for 41 yards, and then he had two catches after that for almost nothing. Um, he had five for 93 in total in the first half and then was completely shut the fuck out. No, no catches and only three targets in the second half. So you know, Sauce Gardner, he hasn't played any elite receivers yet. Not, but yeah, not, he shut down Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. I mean, you can go down the list, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, not so good from what we understand. Again, here's a lesson: stop playing players against the Jets' defense. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown against Green Bay's defense gave me nine and a half. Man, come on, killing me. Um, Isaiah likely giving me nine point four points. For a rookie tight end, I'm okay. I'm okay. one catch for 24 yards and a touchdown. I'll, you know what? Taking, <laughs> taking that. Uh, <laughs> You're just lucky you got that one catch for 24 yards and a touchdown. Otherwise, we're zero points, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll take it where I can get it. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, they're killing me over there. I think I'm done with him. 5.2 points. Hayden Hurst got me eight and a half. Fine, I'm all right with that. Uh, young Hoku, the GOAT, misses a field goal, so he kills me on that. Um, it was like a 50-something yard or two. Um, four points flat. And then the Buccaneers defense giving me eight. The only thing I had on my bench was Michael Carter for 5.6, which might have gotten me something. The only notable player I had on a bye was was Brandon Ayuk. But other than that, you know, fuck me. Uh, then you got Nate over there. Kyler Murray at 19 points. Um, fucking Joe Mixon going just insane insane 
Fucking 22 carries, 153 yards, four rushing touchdowns, four out of five receptions, 58 yards receiving, and one receiving touchdown for a total of 55.10 points. God damn. And in a game where I lost by 38, there's your game. Um, uh, Swift only getting him eight points. DK Metcalf getting 14.7. Tyron McLaurin, 10. Um, Taysom Hill, only 1.2. Taysom Hill is one of those guys where he's either going to go crazy because the gadget plays for 30 points or he's going to get you one point. Um, Chris Olave, 13, pretty normal. Uh, DJ Moore kind of shot the bat at 4.4. Will Lutz at 7. Dolphins defense at 9. So basically his team, give or take, you know, like DJ Moore underproducing, produced almost exactly what he was supposed to. And then there's... Joe fucking Mixon. So, I mean, look, you win when you win, right? Like, I can't discredit him for playing Joe Mixon, whether he fucking got lucky. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you take out Joe Mixon, it's it's a head-to-head matchup. Yeah. Like I said, the game is decided by 38 points. If you take out Joe Mixon, he has an average game. Maybe I lose, but maybe it's by a tenth of a point. So, uh, hell. Tough losses, tough losses. Uh, Next up, we have Monkey versus Brian, B-Champs. Um, I was rooting for Brian here because if Monkey took that L, I would have been tied for the division lead. And it would have been great because I do have to play the top dog of the of the league right now this upcoming week. So um, that, that was a tough one to, to swallow. Monkey won this one, 129.14 to 104.18. Uh, Brian had a, 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 some of his key players on by as well. So it, it was he was trying to plug and play. Yeah, I mean, to your point, let's start over at Brian. I'll start over with the bye. He has the greatest running back in Dallas, Tony Pollard on a bye, um, Najee Harris on a bye, Amari Cooper on a bye, Graham Gano on a bye, Cowboys defense on a bye. Those are all big producers all on byes. Um, so he started Tua, who got him 24 points, uh, underthrowing the ball the whole time. Um, he's got Jamal Williams at 10, pretty average. Uh, Aaron Jones at 6, underproducing. Hollins at 3.7, underproducing. Tyler Lockett, 17, a little overproducing. Evan Ingram at 1.8, severely underproducing, but tight ends suck. Alec Pierce, 3.3, way underproducing. Ramondre Stevenson, pretty even at 16, giving you what you should expect out of him. And then Nick Folk, fucking 17 fucking points, man. Four for four on field goals. Then he hits a couple of long uh, long field goals as well. Um, and then the Chiefs defense giving you four. And then Monkey, I, I mean, the the... the the, the math for Monkey is pretty simple, right? You got Patrick Mahomes, 35.14. Devin Singletary doesn't really have to do anything, 8.8. Playoff Lenny, 11 flat. Here's another big one, Justin Jefferson, 25.5. Gabe Davis, 5.3. Travis Kelsey, 20.6. There's you win. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, if you really look at Monkey's lineup, earlier on in the season, he started off on, like, such a crazy hot streak. And it looked like he was going to be the top dog in the league. But then Melissa, obviously, when we get to her, we'll talk about her. But um, his lineup is basically three stars. And if you can get those guys to give you average games or below average games, he loses any matchup. Like you, like you said, you got Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. If you can just try to keep those guys at bay, which I get it, extremely hard to do. But if you keep those guys to be in an average score – or below average, most of the time you could probably beat Monkey's lineup. His lineup is starting to get a little hurt. Um, he's starting to hit his buys. Um, 
he 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 got hit he, he hit a wall. Yeah, it really is what it comes down to. I mean, because you get fucking like Tyler Higby at zero points. Ryan Suckup gives you 11 in that game. And then Bengals defense at six. So, I mean, it, it really is. You're 100% right. It's those three big players way overproducing week in and week out um, with everybody else just existing. If those players underproduce once, he's got a loss. And that's generally what happened. So, Yeah, I mean, good for Monkey. He needed that win. I think he has an easier matchup coming up when we get to it. But um, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying man i'm trying i'm trying to squeak out w's here uh next up we got christy versus qa the slink dinker x gonna give it to you christy 82.36 qa 106.30 um that christy just it was just a bad week for her yeah this is rough I, i'll get it i'll rip the band-aid off here so christy's got marcus mariota who had a chance to have a big game but only gives you seven and a half points Eno Benjamin was a flash in the pan. He's back to 3.7. James Conner, 11.4. Devontae Smith against Houston, only giving you 4.2 points. That's crazy. Um, Evans, 9 points. Uh, Dalton Knox, 5 points. Edwards Hilaire, barely 3 points. Austin Eckler is the only, the second only shining part of her team at 24 points. Jake Elliott, severely underproducing at 2 points. And then the Jets defense being the other shining point at 12 points with two interceptions, 17 points allowed, five sacks, two forced fumbles. I did have to say that Jets defense line because, you know, the Jets defense is I, I love it. Uh, and But Christy, in defense to Christy, she did have, you know, Dak on the bye. I was about um, to get there, yep. She had I think Dak, she had Jerry Judy, George Pickens, Dalton Schultz, the Niners defense all on byes. Yeah, and but I love the Jets pickup for her. Um, Good stream. She has me. two top eight defenses in the Jets and the 49ers. I know the Jets are on the bye, so she picked up the 49ers uh, um, to plug in for the next week but uh, or, or for this week coming up. But, um, yeah, uh, if she was able to plug in some, uh, especially Dak, um, Dak can definitely give her the 25 points give or take that she needs to, to tie this game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you put you put Dak in and he gives you an average week. There you go. If you put, um like, George Pickens over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and he gives you an average week, the win is there. So bye weeks fucking suck, especially if you're to stack Dak and uh, Dalton Schultz and, and instead of Dawson Dawson Knox there at the tight end position. Yeah, it's, it's bye week suck, man. No, um, it's... Being a champion fucking sucks in this league because you, if you're the champion, that you next suck. season most likely is is it's rough, man. You got there's like a, a curse. Yeah, man. There's a Super Bowl hangover for sure. Um, flip side, QA. We've got um, Josh Allen going 26 points, kind of on average for him. Josh Jacobs has come down to earth at 11 points. Uh, Antonio Gibson, that backfield's just fucking dumb at 6.7 points. Isaiah McKenzie stopped playing people against the Jets, 4.10 points. Rondale Moore, almost 15. Zach Ertz, 15. Tyler Boyd, uh, 9.4. Kyle Pitts, 4.7. Kyle Pitts has all the potential in the world. He's just not, it's just not happening. Um, the GOAT, Justin Tucker at 10. And then Saints defense at 3. He had Cordell Patterson on his bench that he could have done something with in his first game back. Um, but I don't blame him for benching him, and he still gets to win anyway. So, and I'm and I'm, I'm right. He had 
think he had another solid player on his bench that was on a buy or something. Um, he had C.D. Lamb on the buy. There you um, go. There call, you go. Yeah, I wouldn't call him uh, Melvin Gordon solid, but uh, but yeah, C.D. I, Lamb I, that's why I said Gordon. one. I knew it was. I knew he had a receiver, C.D. Lamb. Um, obviously they were on the buy, but Christie also had Dak on the buy. So if they played like that, would have been uh, like it. It, it would have sucked because obviously C.D. Lamb gets more points as a receiver, catching the ball and getting the yards and the touchdowns, and Dak would Dak has right. to do more to try to keep up. Right, right. No, I get it. But uh rough one, Chris. I'm sorry. Next up, and last but not least, is Melissa MJ Goat versus Marcus. Uh Melissa with the 146.82 to 122.30 on Rickius Rick. Melissa yes. is on a fucking tear. Last year she lost her first game in season in, in the in the first week and then went on like a 13 game winning streak. This year she started 0 and 2, and now she's on a fucking seven game winning streak. You ever she's seen that? Michael Jordan. It. And I took that personally. <laughs> we talked all this shit against Melissa in the first two weeks, and she said, she even said it in the chat. I bet you we can scroll back and find it. She's like, okay, fine. I'm going to stop fucking around. We're like, oh, yeah, you're going to stop fucking around. Oh, my God. We're so scared. She's been on a seven-game streak. And she has a fucking... And I just seen the notification pop up on my phone. She made another fucking move, waiver wire move, just just 10 minutes ago. So I got to check that shit out. But she is on a fucking tear, and she has a dominant lineup. Yeah, I mean, let's get into it. She's got Jalen Hurts giving her 20 points. Um, Travis Ntien, 26.6 points, having a game. Uh, Dante Foreman, 4.10, fine, whatever. A.J. Brown, 16, whatever. Um, the Lizard King, Alan Lazard, 18.7, overproducing. T.J. Hawkinson making a bet on the new team, and it pays off with 16 points. And that's nine for nine receptions on 70 yards with no touchdowns, and he's giving you 16 points at the tight end position. Be afraid of T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, Kirk Cousins, that's all he needed. He lost Tyler Conklin. Obviously, he went to the Jets. He loves his little check down to his tight end to help open up Justin Jefferson. That was a great, great fucking move for Minnesota. And Melissa having Hawkinson is just – and holding on to him because she had him on, on the trade block for weeks. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's – man, that's fantasy football for you. Um, Deshaun Jackson, 5.6, whatever. And then Ke- Kenneth Walker the third K-9. Uh, whether it be a service dog or not. Um, uh, almost, I know you like that one this morning. I, I, I legitimately spit out my coffee over that. Um, 28 points. Uh, Harrison Butker, four points. And the Eagles defense, eight points. Um, and she had she even had Christian McCaffrey on the bye. She had Debo Samuel on the bye. David Njoku on the bye. Not that like, she needs David Njoku, but still. you know. And then she's got nothing else on her bench that really produced anything. Um, she has a lineup. She has three elite running backs. She has elite wide receivers. She has one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Like her lineup, top to bottom, is very, very dangerous. For sure. And I mean, look, I mean, it's a 24 point game. And we'll get to who uh, Marcus had on the bye in a minute. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence, 16.7, you know, kind of where you expect him to be. Dalvin Cook really hasn't. I mean, he's okay at 13 points, but that's not what you expect out of Dalvin Cook. Montgomery underproducing at five. Christian Kirk, a benefit of Trevor Lawrence doing so well at 21.6. 
Darnell Mooney starting to get into a swing with of things with uh, Justin Fields, 17.5. Gerald Everett, eight points, fine for your tight end. Devin DuVernay, again, explosion, and then disappear into the distance. And in fact, I think I traded DuVernay to Marcus earlier in the season. I could be wrong in that. I um, think, no, you he, did. You did. It was for uh, a tight end. No. Was it yeah. the tight end? Uh, oh, it was DuVernay. I know he gave you Hayden Hurst and somebody else. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't remember who the other person, maybe Raheem, no. I don't remember. I'm in five leagues. Um, but anyway, uh, Allen Robinson not panning out for the Rams, 5.4. Tyler Bass, six points. And then the Patriots defense with 26 points putting up one interception, three points allowed, nine sacks, one touchdown, and one block. Damn. Now, Marcus lost by 24 points, and he's got Saquon on the bye. That hurts. George Kittle on the bye. That hurts. The Giants defense doesn't necessarily hurt, especially when your Patriots defense is getting you 26 points. Um, The the Patriots defense was his top performer. God damn. Um, But... But yeah, I mean Saquon over David Montgomery. This game, this is this is a different game. You know, if he has Saquon not on the bye, so it's just the way it works, man. We're in the middle of the season where where bye weeks are going to start affecting people. Yeah, for by sure. the time week it's like week five to to week twelve to thirteen, all these bye weeks are going to start hitting, and and. Sometimes we go into drafts and not thinking about buys, and people have multiple people on buys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because you don't want to draft for the buys. You obviously want to draft the best player available. But, man, sometimes it just really comes down to, fuck, I've got six players on the buy. And it, it, or, like, in, uh, in uh, Marcus's situation, your top producing running back on the buy and it's in a game of 24 points. That's the game right there. So it's, you know, it's, it's fantasy football, man. You got to manage. You got to manage. Yeah, uh, I mean, seven game tear. She's managing pretty goddamn well. I was going to say, it's, it's hard playing Melissa right now. I mean, she, she's on it and she's gunning for a chip. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and that's, that's all we have for week nine, uh, halfway points of the season. Like I said, um, Melissa is leading right now. She is now seven and two on the seven game winning streak, leading her division. Um, on the other flip side of the other division over uh, is Monkey leading his side of the division. Like I said, I'm, I'm a game behind Monkey. Melissa is starting to pull away in her division. I think she's like two, two games ahead. Monkey's yeah. only a game ahead on me. Um, but then again, like I said, this week 10, when we get into it, you're going to see the shit's going to, shit's going to flip again. Yeah, you know, she's actually only got one game on QA of all people who started off the season, his nickname being Dog Shit. Um, you know, so she's – it's and QA's on a three-game streak as well. Blacklisted's on a three-game streak shooting for the top. So it's, uh, you know, it's going to get interesting here. I just want to say you're welcome um, to the rest of the league because if I didn't make the decision to tank, right, because clearly I'm making that decision. I don't suck. This is my choice. Oh, yeah, you're going um, for the number one pick? Well, no, no, no. Well, my thing was is that if if we were both good, then it would be collusion, right? So I have to take an L for the team because, um, again, by decision, I'm choosing this. Um, so you're welcome. You're welcome to the rest of the league. That's uh, this is my gift to you as a benevolent friend. So, it's not the multiple years of you just being ass in fantasy football. Yeah, it's, it's not me just being pure booty cheeks at this. 
<laughs> going into week 10 now we got week 10 um and we got some interesting matchups and we also have some very important matchups that kind of will make the tide turn for a lot of people and some people get bumped out some people get bumped into the playoffs if the playoffs standings had and would end this week and shit um i mean look i I mean even me sitting at three and six i'm not completely out of the playoff run you you gotta win out right now i am but if say you have two bad weeks i have two good weeks we're at the same we're at the same fucking record and i have more points scored so i'm in over you but it's i mean this still is a lot of these playoff spots are still up for anybody's grab I'm not saying I'm going to make a two-game run because I couldn't fucking win if you paid me to. Uh, but it, it's still, there's a couple of spots still up for grabs. Nobody's completely out just yet. So let's hit week 10. I know everybody hasn't made their final moves, their final decisions on what their lineups are going to be, like we always say every week. But uh, let's break down some of these matchups, let's pick who we that. think are going to win, and... and See what happens after week 10. I mean, today is Thursday. We have Thursday night football tonight. We already have our bets on uh, who wins. We got the Panthers and the Falcons happening uh, tonight. All right, let's get over these matchups. Let's do this thing. So who's the first one we got in week 10? All right, so I'll start off with you. Um, and we've got I'm a bury you in the ground versus Debo don't hurts me. Yeah, I mean, I... Melissa's been gunning for this. I've been, gu- I mean, I was gunning for this matchup when I was better, like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I was gunning for this matchup. Um, this one's, this one's rough. What Melissa a- has a full, healthy, nobody really on by lineup against me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm holding strong. I'm hoping everybody on your team does a deck and breaks an ankle. Uh, and, and I pull out this victory. You're going to need a prayer, bud. What a week to have Joe Burrow on the bye. Yeah, she has nobody on the bye. She is, she's hitting you with the full force of CMC, Kenneth Walker, AJ Brown, the Lizard King, TJ Hawkinson, Travis Etienne, Depot Samuel. The, the Eagles defense against Washington. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already about to cry. My my man, you know I love you with all. That's of my why heart. I needed Monkey to lose week nine, so I could be tied for the division. I could take this L if I take an L, and I could worry about week eleven. I love how you still can't even stop yourself, even subliminally from talking shit. You're like, if I take this L, you can't even. Stop. No, no, I'm not saying I'm losing the definite, man. I'm not. I'm not admitting. To that. I'm. I'm sorry, man. I, I. I gotta take Melissa in this. She's going to. Oh, she's already been in the DMs throwing gifts and memes like, oh, I'm going to whiplash you. I'm going to kick that. Oh, man, she's, trust me, all week, she's been fucking gunning at my head. You could score, I firmly believe this, you could score 170 points and you're still going to get mopped. She's going to, I firmly believe she's going to score over 200 points. Don't say that. I, I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. Don't say that. Don't get her hyped like that. She If she hits that mark again, because she's already done it once, if she hits that mark again and does it on me, I'm not going to hear the end of it. 
she's gonna posterize you. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. This is gonna be this is gonna be the largest points in a victory kind of thing. <laughs> this is Dude. sorry, man. Yeah, I got Melissa. <laughs> Next I mean, up, who we got next? I don't even want to talk about my matchup no more. I'll, I'll go into mine next. We'll get me out of the way. I'm playing Marcus. I'm supposed to score 133.36. He's supposed to score 129.85. But I feel like Sleeper knows that it's setting me up for failure every week because every time we go into this, I'm always scheduled to win, and I always fucking lose. Um, so fuck off. Um, I mean, it looks like pretty much both of our lineups are quote-unquote set. We don't have anybody starting that's on the bye. I mean, obviously, I'm going to back me with an extreme hesitation because, <laughs> because we know how I do in fantasy football. This is this one's tough because Marcus's lineup is always middle of the pack, but he is hurting in the wide receiver category. And look, I mean, to his credit, um, Jacksonville is playing KC, so this Trevor Lawrence Christian Kirk thing can ex- this could turn into a gun a, gu- a gun show, you know what I mean? And, and Saquon Barkley is coming back against Houston, that could be a very interesting matchup as well. Um, now Davin Cook's playing Buffalo, which is going to hurt. Um, Gerald Everett's playing San Fran, which is going to hurt. Um, I don't think David Montgomery is going to benefit from playing Detroit because that could show turn into a gun show quickly. Um, so, I, I mean, he has a couple of things that could really break his way. Um, I've got some tough matchups. I don't know, man. This one, I, 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 I would say this is probably going to be the game of the week. It's so close. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'll back you. I'll back you. You're going to squeeze this one out. Mm, squeeze that out on Marcus. I like it. Uh, then we've got uh, Frank playing Greendale Human Beings. We've got Frank Fantasy Football Team versus uh, Greendale Human Beings. Um, it looks like nobody's starting anybody on a bye as we speak right now. Um, you know, again, this might not be their set matchup, but Frank's scheduled to win uh, 118.34 to 115.39. And this is Nick, you said, right? Yep, 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 yep. I'm gonna go with Frank. Frank's been hot. Nick, Nick has been, and it's it's a little bit of a shame because we thought Nick would be one of the top dogs this year too. He usually is. Um, I'm looking jinx apparently. I'm gonna take Frank in this one. You know, I, I'm taking Frank too. I know he's on a three game losing streak, but uh, now he's he's being dangerous playing both Juju and McCole Hardman. Uh, but yeah, I'll take Frank in this. I like Frank, uh, not by a lot, but I like Frank. Uh, now we've got Blacklisted versus X Gun. Give it to you, uh, one forty-four to one twenty-four, respectively. And um, you know what? I'm taking Christy in the upset here. I like Dak coming back against Green Bay. I think that's going to be big for her. Uh, this is rough because we've already spoke about Blacklisted's lineup. He he has. And he's coming back with, like, a lot of guys coming off a bye. He's healthy. God, Christy needs a fucking W. She's 3-6 and six right now. I'm sorry, babe. I'm taking Blacklisted in this one. Damn. Christy, you, can, you know my address. You can mail those empanadas to me. 
Um, next, we've got Nazzy Nate scheduled to win 122 over Team B Champs 118. Uh, again, looks like nobody's starting anybody on bye. And I'm going to give this one to I'm going to give this one to B champs. The good choice. I saw you about to say it. I'm going to go with B champs as well. He had some missing pieces last week against Monkey. Um, now he got those pieces back. He asked, he, if you look at his lineup as well, he has a very strong lineup. I'm, I'm going to give this one to B champs. I think he goes back on his little win, winning streak. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, and then last and certainly least, we have the Drunken Monkey versus QA. We've got Monkey supposed to win 139.48 to QA 99.84. Now, QA does have a couple of people on the buy, so we'll see what he does. Um, I, I mean, again, the big thing here is that Patrick Mahomes is playing Jacksonville. Um, Justin Jefferson is playing Buffalo, though, so that might even out. Gabe Davis is playing um, Minnesota, who has a tough defense, so that might even out. Um, I, I'm, I'm taking Monkey in this one, unfortunately. I got to I gotta take him in this. I'm sorry. I'm going QA only for – and I spoke to QA uh, privately the other night. We were, we were chatting it up, um, just checking on him because I know he's not too involved in the group chat. He has a lot of shit going on. Um, but he stays, he stays playing in the league. He stays, uh, uh, active with his waiver wire moves and all that. Um, and I need him and we've discussed this. I need him to beat monkey so that I can stay within a game of the, 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 of the division, because I already have the feeling of Melissa gloating after uh, a Monday night. So <laughs> I'm gonna take QA cause I need, I need him to beat monkey out. Nah, I get it. I get it, man. And, and QA is six and three right now on a three-game winning streak. So I mean, who knows? Uh, he's doing doing the right things. We'll see if he can pull this one out. I mean, that matchups. That is week ten. We got a healthy lineup. We got healthy teams. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm stressing because it starts today. It starts today. I just need all my guys to go off for fifty fucking points, and we'll be good. Yeah, the playoff push, man, it's we're week 10. We're coming close to the playoffs, and it's time to put the pedal down, man. It's time to see who can uh, who can manage their way to a win. Yep, it's put up or shut up at this point. Um, and, and most likely by around week 12 or 13, we would we'll, – we'll know who's going to be in and who's going to be out. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got, man. That's all we got for week 10, guys. Enjoy once again. Happy birthday, dickheads, and happy Veterans Day to all you motherfuckers out there. I love you all.